I'm DJ Psyched, and you're listening to the Get Psyched Podcast. Let's get psyched about music. I'm DJ Psyched, and you're listening to the Get Psyched Podcast. Today, I want to talk about how you make your own podcast. I knew nothing about making podcasts when I started this podcast just last semester in the spring, and I've learned a lot since I started making my podcast. I've done a lot of things that I guess I didn't really initially notice as important and then there's things that i've learned along the way and so for anyone who's interested i just want to share the advice that i have from starting a podcast first and foremost yeah i gotta say having an idea and a purpose for a podcast is definitely step one now sometimes if you just really like this kind of thing, like you like trying new things or you just feel like a podcast would be something you'd like to do because you listen to a lot of podcasts and you find them interesting, then the idea and purpose, it doesn't like necessarily have to come before like wanting to do a podcast. But once you decide you want to do a podcast, you should definitely figure out the idea and purpose. And a lot of times too, what will happen is people have something that they want to talk about or something that they want to express and they end up finding out that a podcast is the way they want to do that. I mean, there probably are other ways people get into podcast making, but those two big ones, I think if you started wanting to do a podcast, but you really don't have a huge idea or a purpose yet, that is definitely the first place you need to look because that's going to tell you a lot about the next few steps in your podcast making. And if you have an idea and a purpose and you jumped into it, perfect. That is your set. But <laughs> the next part of this is very important. Once you have an idea and a purpose that you're rolling with, make sure to make it very clear to your audience and to yourself. Now, first, you should make it clear to yourself. You know, like, I'm going to use my podcast as my example because it's my podcast. I wanted to make a podcast based around music because I really love music, but I didn't want it to just be around music. I like way too many things to only be able to make episodes about music. I like doing things. I like getting excited about all the things that I like to do. And so I came up with this concept of getting psyched about things that you like. And that's what my whole podcast is based on. But I don't just want it to be that vague because I think that's a little too vague, you know, like just saying like, I get psyched about things. Well, what kind of things? For me, I decided that my show would have an overall vision of just me talking about things I'm passionate about, me sharing information I have about things that I really enjoy. But I decided to use subcategories and little like segments for my podcast in order to separate and make my podcast a bit more specific. I have a book club on this podcast. So you know that if you tune into Let's Get Psyched About Reading, you're, we're gonna be talking about books in those episodes. I have a DIY segment. If you listen to my podcast, you would know that if I have a DIY episode, then I've pulled in a creator of some sort and we're talking about creating together. And so this way my audience knows what to expect of my podcast it's not totally random it's still I try to keep it exciting and change up content because no one wants to hear the same thing all the time but I put out the purpose very clearly when I set out this podcast and I organized it in a way that if someone knew where to come to my podcast they would have an idea of the kind of things I'm talking about I have more segments than that and I'm still working on maybe coming up with more but for now I think if you're going to go the route that I went, like having a broad topic and doing segments and stuff, you should definitely stick to just a few at the start and make sure that the big picture is always the important part and make sure to always hit on the money with your big picture. And how do you do this? I suggest making your first episode some kind of purpose statement. I think it's really helpful for both you and your audience to sit there and make yourself talk about what you're going to be saying on the podcast. This way, if anyone new comes to your podcast, they can just click on that episode and they're like, oh, I know exactly what this podcast is going to be about now. And that is like wildly helpful if someone's trying to find 
good podcast to listen to and you're making a podcast relevant to what they want to talk to, tell them what you're bringing to the table, tell them why you're doing this. And I mean, you could even try and tell them like what sets your podcast apart from other podcasts that are doing what you do. Make sure to set that idea and that purpose. And like I say in the article, this is also important for you because you know, when you're brainstorming ideas for episodes, you want to make sure that your episodes are relevant to your purpose. You don't want to set out and say, I'm going to make podcast episodes all about skateboarding tips and then do like an episode on grocery shopping. It's like confusing and not really a part of what you're doing. But if you wanted to do something where you do skateboarding and grocery shopping, just find your own way to do it. A unique, unique system. I think that's really important. Step one, have an idea and purpose. State your idea and purpose to both yourself and your audience and try and make sure that whatever it is, it's something that you can tie the stuff you want to do into it. Make sure that you're not like wanting to make one type of content and your idea and purpose leans towards something else. And the best part of this is your idea and purpose does not have to stay the same forever. You can revise it during your process while you're creating the podcast, or you could revise it after you've started it. Just make sure to be transparent with your audience. If you're going to change things up, say, hey, I'm going to change things. And make sure to be transparent with yourself. Don't just change your whole image and not try and reflect on what's changing. That's my tips on step one. Step two, make a sample episode. I'm going to say some things here that I didn't say in the article. As you're making a sample episode, make it all out as if this was actually your podcast. If you're going to do videos with your podcast like I do, then make a sample video. See what that's like. First and foremost, you should definitely, at this stage, you can make like some kind of art that you want for your podcast. What is it going to look like up on a platform? Make a thumbnail picture. As far as tips on how to make one of those, I say something that is relevant to your podcast you know like I'm DJ psyched I get psyched about things so mine's a picture of me and it says get psyched and for my campus because I made this podcast for WKNC we do have uniformity within ours and we know we have a little logo we have WKNC's logo to find something that works for you make sure that you state the name of the podcast on there and make sure that it's you know it's how you want it. There's definitely good advice that other people could give on how to do an image, but I say just make the image however you want to make it. You can do more research on what kind of podcast images. So what I did was I just kind of looked at podcasts that I like and saw kind of what they were doing and kind of got ideas that way. Like, oh, is, what's the norm for podcast things so I can get an idea of what kind of thing to do? You know, if, if you're a musician, you can do anything you want for an album cover, right? You could do anything you want for a podcast cover, but... It's nice to look at like podcasts that you like and see what kind of stuff they're doing because a lot of artists do that too, right? Like they, their album covers tend to fit the genre that they're working in and they are inspired by some of their favorite bands and stuff. And it can work the same way with podcasts. Now that you have your image and stuff <laughs> and you're ready to actually put together the sample episode, do it entirely like an episode. Don't just like sit there and like testing, testing, mic testing. I think it's really important to sit yourself down and do a full episode Maybe you have an idea for an episode that you want to release eventually. Sit down, make yourself do a trial run of it, and have your organization for it. Do Like like everything, like your podcast notes that you would use if this was a real episode. If you're going to have a guest on it, have someone be your guest and have them act like a guest would. And just, just do the whole po podcast episode. If you really like it and you decide to release it as an episode, that's cool. But I just think it's important to do this like... First and foremost, because you might find something in your podcast that doesn't sit quite right with you. Maybe you decided 
that you were going to write out a script and then you did that and you recorded it and you thought it sounded a little robotic or not natural. That's a tip that I put in here. That That's why I think that you should do this because you have to find the system that works for you so that you sound the most natural, so that you know what you're talking about. Maybe you've set out to do a podcast on something you are very into and something that you really love, but you don't know a whole lot on the topic right now. So when you say the facts, you're kind of just reading them off of something and it doesn't feel too natural. Maybe maybe at that step you decide you got to step back a little, do a bit more research and feel more comfortable with the information so that it comes across more naturally. There's so many things that you could find here when you do a sample episode. Something I've noticed is that, yes, I'm definitely like most people. I'm very guilty of doing things like saying, um, but I've noticed that I say right like way too much. I'm like, right, right. (laughs) And I try really hard to listen back to my episodes and critique myself on how I'm saying things so that it's more natural when I speak. I've noticed that when I'm doing a podcast by myself, I have better control over what I'm saying and I'm not really stumbling and doing ums and owes as much but I do like working with guests so I just want to work on how I navigate that situation and like I say here in this blog post I don't think scripting out an episode is really a great idea now this depends on the kind of podcast you're doing I listen to podcasts that I'm pretty positive are mostly scripted because they're like on serial killers and they're like storytelling type things and those kinds of podcasts it'd be totally appropriate to make a script if you're gonna read something that's kind of like a story because you're kind of like reading a storybook But if you're like having conversations, which is what a lot of podcasts are, it's not very natural to script out a conversation. So instead, just make bullet points, make main ideas, and then talk about your main ideas as you would if you were in conversation with someone. That's why I think it's so important to make a sample episode. Catch yourself if you're making any mistakes or you're like talking in patterns that you don't really like. You could literally find out anything from doing the sample episode, right? Like let's say you have some software and stuff and you do little testing, testing, and it sounds all right, but then you do a full episode and you notice that the audio gets wonky or something in between. There's so much that you could catch if you do a sample episode. So I think it is a really smart thing to do. I didn't do this. I didn't make a sample episode before jumping into my first episode. I had been on someone else's podcast before though, so I had confidence in talking on a podcast, but I wish I had kind of done my own sample episode first because I didn't realize just how... Okay, last part of this. When you make the sample episode, edit it like you would edit a regular episode. Don't just make a sample episode and listen to yourself. Make a sample episode, go through the editing process, and then listen to your podcast because... Editing a podcast is something that is not that hard. It really isn't. But you need to practice at it to get really good. I over-edited my podcast so much when I first started. And I'm not saying I'm perfect at podcast editing now. I think I've gotten a lot better at editing a podcast. But I I can't listen back to my first few podcasts. I way over-edited them. They don't sound that natural. And they're just a little hard to listen to. And I kind of wish I had taken the time to do this step, made a sample episode. Also, I wouldn't have like over-edited because I would have noticed that. Like I would have been like, oh, this sounds entirely unnatural instead of having a whole episode that I did with a guest where like in our conversation like with most podcasts I do I notice that the first few minutes it's a little bit less laid back like once we get into the conversation it's like go 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 it sounds really flowy but when I start a podcast I always notice that my weakness is that I have a hard time starting with that energy so like having an over edited episode where it also starts out kind of feeling a little odd that's not really going to tie your audience into the podcast so I think that this make a sample episode step is a very good idea. Now step three is equipment. Like I say in the blog post, maybe this should have been step two because you can't really make a sample episode until you have your equipment to sample. But anyways, you do need some 
kind of equipment to make a podcast. And it depends on what you decide to use or the level of professionalism or high qualityness you're going for. Generally speaking, you're just going to need a laptop, some kind of computer, maybe even a tablet or a phone, depending on the capabilities that your device may have. You're going to want a pair of headphones and software to edit. You could probably find software on a phone or tablet. I've only ever done podcasts through computers and laptops. It's as simple as you just need something to record into and something to edit with. Having a headphones is just a nice touch because it is helpful to hear yourself when you're talking. It's like a number one rule for DJs, right? So you gotta have headphones in because you wanna hear yourself on air, you wanna make sure everything's going through right, and you wanna make sure that you're sounding the way you wanna sound. Depending on the kind of microphone you get to talk into, you might need an interface. USB microphones are very common and less expensive most of the time. It just depends on how much work you want to be able to do in controlling the sound of your microphone. You might want to get one that hooks up into an interface, especially if you're going to have podcast guests. It's probably easier to just get an interface with multiple ports to put multiple microphones in as opposed to just having a bunch of USB mics. Generally speaking, most of the time, a mic that's not a USB mic will sound better than a USB mic, but USB mics aren't bad by any means. They're probably a smarter option to start off with when you first start your podcast. I'm a firm believer in when you start doing something, you really shouldn't go all out and just buying all the most expensive things because you know you're still trying it out, you're still new to it. Like Get used to the thing itself before you go out and get the fancy equipment. So I think having a USB mic is perfect. Having any kind of laptop, tablet, or phone that you could do editing on, which preferably you'd probably want to do a laptop or computer, tablet next, and phone would probably be if you really just don't have anything to do with and you just want to get started. There's definitely ways to get a really nice setup without having to break the bank. And for me personally, what I did was I bought a lot of things used or open box, and I bought them on eBay. So this Shure SM57 mic that I'm talking to right now is the only thing I bought brand new. I waited to buy this one after I had bought in my Audio-Technica AT2020. This thing was a hundred bucks. Kind of expensive it is, but like I said, this is the second mic I got. The first mic I got was an Audio-Technica AT2020, which retails for about the same price as this Shure mic. I just bought it used, so I got it for 50 bucks. This mic I decided to upgrade because I also make music, and this is a really good microphone to use with amplifiers and instruments, and so I, I upgraded to this thing, but that mic actually works really good, and I have recorded several podcast episodes on that mic. I just switch between the two depending on what I want to use for the day. These headphones that I'm wearing, my Audio-Technica M50Xs, they were actually a little expensive. They were like 150 but compared to other headphones in the market like Beats and stuff, I think that they're a very good price for what they are. They're studio grade, they're amazing feeling, they're comfortable. I, I can do whole reviews on these products later, but basically you can find equipment at good prices that's pretty high-end. I think that my podcast sounds pretty decent for the fact that I just sit at home and make it and it didn't break the bank to get all this stuff and editing software is one that you can definitely find free stuff on right now I'm using audacity to record this podcast and after I record it in audacity and download the file I'm gonna move it into reaper to do my editing and that's just what I've been doing right now because I don't have other softwares to use and sometimes because I make these podcasts with videos I edit the audio in audacity to sound how I want it to be then I take the sound and the video, put it into video editing software, cut out things that I don't want in it, and then I just download the audio like that. There's so many ways you could do that, but like I said in the blog post, you don't have to break the bank to have a nice setup and just, you know, start with whatever you can start with. 
But equipment is something you have to consider when starting a podcast. The last thing I talk about here is obviously once you've put together a podcast, you know what it's going to be about, you've made a sample episode, and you have your equipment and you're ready to start actually putting episodes out there, you got to find a place to put your stuff. And luckily for me, I worked at this radio station on my campus that was able to publish my podcast for me once I started it so I didn't have to do all that background work. That's something you really have to consider if you're starting a podcast on your own. That's one of the biggest things you have to consider because a lot of the times services like Spotify, Apple Music, and all those kinds of platforms, you're going to have to find some kind of subscription or something to pay to post on those. There are plenty of websites you can find that are really cheap and that you can post but it is usually an initial investment to post on a platform like that so the idea that I have for people who want to start a podcast but don't want to put money into it right away do it on YouTube YouTube is a great platform because YouTube lets you post things for free and YouTube has a wide audience it's hard it's really hard to get views when you're a small channel I know that because I have a very small channel and it's incredibly hard to get views (laughs) but the potential is there You put stuff out there, you're consistent, and maybe one day a video will break through to people and you'll get an audience slowly but surely. I say slowly but surely, but it is kind of hard to do these things on YouTube. To put yourself out there in general, it's a very difficult thing to do these days. There's a lot of people creating content and trying to get their stuff acknowledged. So it's not an easy thing to do. Whether you put the money in or not, it's kind of hard to promote a podcast, but making your podcast quality unique and throwing it on something and being consistent. That's kind of what it takes once you make a podcast. You just have to be consistent. And a lot of the times when you watch bigger channels or you listen to popular podcasts, they will say, in all kinds of videos and stuff, people will say their stuff did not take off for a very long time. They were making videos for years. They were making podcasts for years before they got the audience they have now. Almost no one, unless they're like, I don't know, a famous name or something already, or they're linked to a famous family, no one starts a channel and just instantly starts getting millions of views. People work their way up from the bottom, and a lot of the times, these big YouTubers you find, they spent years and years as underground creators. So something that's important to remember is that you may not have an audience for a while, or you may not have a very big audience on your podcast, but stay consistent. Do it because you love it. Make sure that the purpose matters so much to you that you're willing to continue doing it. I mean, that's Most of the reason people start podcasts is because it's either something they just want to do for fun or because they have something they're really passionate about and want to put out there, or they just think it'll be like a cool hobby. And it can be all of those things. That's just the last part of it, though. Like, once you have your podcast made, you got to put it out there. And the last thing I'm going to say about this that I didn't really throw into this part but is very relevant is the use of social media. You don't have to go on every social media platform and just start pubbing yourself. You can. That's definitely an option if you really want to. I've kind of done that to an extent. I use my personal Twitter, which isn't necessarily like... I didn't make it just for like my brand of getting psyched or anything. It's just my personal Twitter. But I never post anything bad on there, so I was like, why not? And I always post my podcast on there. I pub it on my personal Snapchat. I pub it on an Instagram. And Instagram, I had an old account linked for random music stuff that I decided to turn into my podcast and YouTube channel Instagram. And so it is kind of a unique thing that we have social media and can pub ourselves like this. You can use hashtags and you can tag people to try and get yourself out there. Like I said, it's not easy. It is not easy. I don't have a lot of followers. I'm probably not the one to give advice on this because I do like pubbing my stuff. I know that it's important, but I don't care so much 
about like constantly pubbing and trying to gain an audience i don't have a huge audience and it's okay i really love the stuff i do i love the few people that support my content i really appreciate it i i would like people to enjoy this but i'm very happy with the people that do enjoy it so i'm probably not the best to give advice on pubbing a podcast or anything because i have literally like 20 subscribers on youtube and i'm just like cool with it but that is something to think about if you start a podcast and you're putting your stuff out there Think about using social media as a way to put yourself out there more if you really want to. It's a great platform. I think almost all social media platforms are free to use in a particular sense. I don't really understand the concept of like business Instagram and all that. You can make Instagram accounts that are specifically for business. You could buy Instagram ads. There's so many things you can do once you get into it if you really want to, but I'm not... I'm not about that life currently. Like I said before, your vision might change as you're doing your podcast. You might change your mind on how you want to do your podcast someday. That's totally fine. I think you should definitely revisit your ideas and purpose very often. I think that as you continue to grow your podcast and as you get more into it, then, you know, like maybe you could take a step or two into upping your equipment. There is one last piece of advice that I'll give. And luckily for me, WKNC is a very great place that gave me this structure themselves. Like they gave me this advice because I really wouldn't have realized how important this was until they said it to me. And it's something I use for both my podcast and my YouTube now. Be consistent about what you're doing and have an uploading schedule. I used to not really care for uploading schedules and stuff. I had an old YouTube account where I would just post when I felt like it. I've learned that that's not really like the way to do it. There's a reason so many YouTubers and stuff are like, yeah, I post every Monday or something at this time. Have a time that your audience knows. If you do end up gaining an audience, then they'll know, oh, it's Monday, 1 p.m. That podcast I listen to is out. Maybe I should go listen to it. Or, you know, like it does help to have consistency about it. I definitely do that. When you start a podcast, decide how often you're going to upload. Once a week, I think, is really reasonable because it gives you time to come up with ideas, record your episodes, edit and get it out there. And if you have a particularly slow week with whatever it is you do in life, you could get ahead of schedule by like, okay, I do, I usually record one podcast a week. I can record three and get ahead three weeks. So just in case you have a busy week later, you have something in your back pocket. Have an upload schedule. Try to make sure it's realistic because for a while I wanted to do more than one episode a week, but I see that for me, one episode a week is realistic and I like that. That's all the tips that I really have on doing a podcast. I mean, it's a conversation most of the time. I mean, depending on your, your mission, maybe yours is not a conversation, but if it is a conversation, then, then just have fun. Lay back like a conversation. If you have guests on a podcast, make it fun for you and make it fun for them because podcasts are, they're just fun. I really love doing this I love talking about this stuff. Even doing a podcast on how to make a podcast was exciting for me. I hope you got some useful information out of this. And if you do want to read the blog post that I made, I will link it in the description below. So if you're planning to make a podcast soon or you're interested in making a podcast, let me know in the comments below what kind of podcast are you trying to make. And if you do make a podcast or you have a podcast, let me know below so I can listen to it. Until next time, stay psyched.